If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. Welcome to Star Talk, your place in the universe where science and pop culture collide. Star Talk begins right now. This is Star Talk, a Cosmic Queries special edition focusing on disaster preparedness. Got with me, Chuck Nice,、yes. as always. Boom, what's in the house? We're always doing this in front of some befuddled guest. Yes, it's like, why <laughs> are these two reaching in、yeah. front of me <laughs> to bump hands? Bump hands. I've got Dr. Erwin Redliner, who is the director of the National Center for Disaster Preparedness、Ooh. at Columbia University. Excellent. And he's a medical doctor by training, and he cut his teeth. With、uh, what's the, the Children's yeah, yeah. Health Fund? Exactly, with Paul Simon that we started these mobile units that took care of.、Uh, Paul Simon, the, the performer. Paul Simon, the singer,、yeah. uh, songwriter. And、uh, we started in 1987 taking, taking care of、uh, homeless kids in New York, now expanded across the country with、wow. 53 mobile medical pediatric units. Whoa. Yeah, that whoa. That's quite that's noble. A, and, and, and what a legacy to、yes. have that keep going. Sure.、Yeah. Yeah. Right, right, right. I look forward to the day when it's no longer necessary. I've been looking forward for that, to that、Ooh. for 33 years.、Sure. Yes, yeah. exactly. exactly. Yes. Yeah. And, and so, disaster preparedness, who would have thought that that's even a thing? Isn't it just, you know, get your go bag? Isn't it just that? Oh, God, I wish it was,、uh, <laughs> Neil. It just, it just. Go bag. You know, you have yeah, your flashlight. You have your flashlight. And, and, yeah, 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 yeah. Radio. Radio and, and a knife or whatever. First aid kit. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, sidearm. Oh, <laughs> no, no. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, I was just kidding. Yes. They, they know as. Erwin has a cheering him now. Erwin has a bit more dystopian、no. view of disaster preparedness, I see. Neil, they know I was kidding, right? <laughs> <laughs> Depends on what state you're、yeah. getting listening Exactly. Yeah, so that's the individual thing. There's things that you can do. You look online, you go to the FEMA or the Red、mm-hmm. Cross website, they'll tell you all that. What we're FEMA, concerned about the Emergency, Emergency Management, Management Agency. Agency.、Okay. Uh-huh. But what we're, the, the much more important thing is society ready? Is our government ready? Is the country ready? For, are our institutions ready? Are institutions ready? Is, the, is there readiness on the level of real serious preparedness and pre thought <laughs> about what we actually need to do、Uh-oh. to manage things like, an,、uh, like a pandemic?、Mm. You know, that's kind of We、current. know what to do. You just, you just raid all the shelves of the grocery store. There you obviously. Go. Right. Only if you look like you're in a panic. Yes,、right. but that's right. Yes, you that's what buy we do. All the,、uh, you just <laughs> buy up all the、uh, masks. That、yeah. you can. The mask、right? and the Purell. And, and the Purell. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're all safe. You're prepared. In、right. fact, I'm looking around here to see if you got your stuff. I don't see anything, but okay. <laughs> anyway, it's probably hidden. But no, but I think really the big thing is what does the country need to do? What kind of responsible leadership do we need to have in order to do it? And should the com- country feel 
anywhere near comfortable right now, for example, when we're dealing with this coronavirus or getting ready for any other kind of major disaster, a huge, uh, you know, a coastal storm like we saw with Katrina uh, or Hurricane Maria and so on. So mm-hmm. there's lots of work well, for asteroid. to do. That's or right. Asteroid. You can't leave out the asteroids. Well, uh, you, you know, we you actually got to give could. them some love, too. We could actually leave that out. But <laughs> <laughs> I hope we can leave that out. I yeah, hope yeah. we can leave that out. <laughs> oh, you, yeah. <laughs> Seriously, should we be worried about that? That's another conversation. Right, um, fine, okay. And I, the answer I, is I, yes. I can guarantee you that if the dinosaurs had a space program, they would have knocked that asteroid out of the way. <laughs> right. All right? <laughs> yeah. Just. So but can I just for a second, just for play every man here, yeah. and ask you, uh, number one, what is COVID-19? What is a coronavirus as a yeah. category as a category yeah. right it is it is a category of viruses much like we had with SARS mm-hmm. something called MERS, MERS and, right. and those and, are acronyms right those are well it's a Middle Eastern Respiratory Syndrome is MERS didn't know that okay. and uh, and SARS is Severe Acute Respiratory Syndrome okay so yeah so they're all acronyms COVID also is well what COVID is 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 a, uh, a coronavirus mm-hmm. disease coronavirus disease and COVID 19 it's called COVID-19 the 19 just refers to last year when it, when it was first recognized. Okay. I was worried that there were 18 others walking around. Oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah. And six more to come. Right. Right. The COVID-25 is a real That's the one you got to watch out for. Exactly. Yeah. Right. So it's so, a category of virus. Right. Uh-huh. And how does it differ? Because, you know, people hear coronavirus. Why, yeah, why is it getting different? Why is it what's the big deal? Yeah, crazy, yeah. Like, what is the, what's the what's big the deal? So the thing about a virus like this which makes it ultimately into a pandemic, which is what we're dealing with now, is that, first of all, it's a brand new virus that we've not seen before. It is a virus that has jumped from animals, some animal source, to humans. But more importantly, it is now able to be transferred. you jumped, it it evolved. Well, somebody caught it initially from an animal. Mm -hmm. Plenty of viruses, dangerous ones that animals have that do not make their way to human beings. Correct. So this one has already made that leap, and it's now uh, obviously uh, infecting people. But the big important point about this, it actually can be now transmitted from a person to another person. Mm-hmm. And, and, and secondly, it could be lethal. So it's a new virus. It's lethal. It's transmissible among person to person, from mm-hmm. person to person. And uh, is spread across uh, international boundaries. Okay. All of those That's factors. we have airplanes. <laughs> right, exactly. Right, mm-hmm. right. You know, right. it's not like, well, let's walk to the nearest town. You know, it's like we, we have a level of mobility without precedent in this yeah, world. Yeah, so there's two very interesting things to note. One is there was a, there was a massive um, avian flu uh, called the Spanish flu in 1918. Mm-hmm. And as you would call it, very limited air travel then, like nothing. Mm-hmm. And, um, and at that point, we also had very little in the way of medical care. Right. Uh, now we have much better medical care, even though we don't have a specific treatment for the COVID virus. Uh, but we have an enormous amount of international travel by air. So the ability to transmit across international boundaries is very, very significant. So if you really diabolically, you would say viruses invented humans to be smart enough to invent airplanes so that so they, they can travel. Have, yeah. So they could How catch a ride. Get so they could catch a ride. <laughs> well, they would never get through so, security otherwise. Right. So it's diabolical. Exactly. It is. But, and by the way, people, there you have it. So if you want to know your place in the universe, you're nothing more than an Uber for a virus. Ooh, there you go. Wow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
So, oh, yeah. so in 1918, of course, that was the end of the First World War, and there's huge troop movement it, exactly, returning home. Exactly. Uh, ships. So that yes. would be a, a, the, the Right, means, the vector, the means. The vector, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, so they brought a lot of the virus. Uh, in fact, they went home to wherever they're going, including the rest of Europe and, uh, and back to the U.S., and that was probably a major factor here. And we lost about... Uh, seven, almost seven hundred thousand Americans to the Spanish flu, but between fifty and seven hundred thousand. Yeah, mm. we only lost like only lost like fifty or sixty thousand in, in the all, war. In, in all of Vietnam and all right. of right. In yeah, fifty eight thousand. Yeah, yeah fifty eight thousand in Vietnam yeah. and seven hundred thousand Americans. In, 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 and the population then, of course, was, was, was way was, smaller was half than what it is now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. less. Now, if I, if is this true that the reason why that happened is because the government. Did not want to. You talking about the, Spa the, the Spanish flu? Uh -huh. we're yeah, talking about. yeah. The government did not want to acknowledge the transmission of the flu here in America, and that that it was happening on military bases. Yeah, and, yeah, oh, yeah. It, well, it could be a morale problem. Right. Is, well, is that true? I'm, well, no, I. You know, it was impossible to ignore. There were two. I had two great grandparents who were died who died from those. You couldn't ignore it. There were just right. people dying constantly. Although they didn't know much about virus behavior okay. or how it was transmitted. There was a lot, and they certainly had nothing to treat it with, and there were no vaccines. Gotcha. So it was happening. It was bad. They knew it was being transmitted one way or another. They're trying to do what they could, but it wasn't much in, in that, in much that in era. That. Yeah. Okay. Right. So so now with COVID yeah. nineteen, it ha it can travel. So all right. So wouldn't that be true for any virus? Right. What would again? What distinguishes what COVID nineteen well, from any other virus that want to accomplish the same goal? Yeah. Right. So for one thing, it's it's lethal. Mm -hmm. Second thing is we don't know enough about the Rather, the it can be lethal. It can be lethal, yes, of course. Mm -hmm. Yeah, in fact, the lethality rate is a big controversy right now because we don't know the denominator, always a problem. We're trying mm -hmm. to figure out the percentage of something. So right now, the uh, the World Health Organization, as of this morning, was saying it's a it's got a 3.4%. Just to be clear, the denominator is the total number of people infected in any given moment. Exactly. Right. And then you know who dies because right. they're dead. Yeah. But you don't know everybody who has the disease. Yeah, we know a fraction. And we don't right. know, we don't even know whether it's a big fraction or a small fraction, mm -hmm. whatever it is. But so given the number of people that we know have the disease worldwide, which mm -hmm. is around 100,000 at the moment, mm -hmm. and the fatality rate, what we know about that. So you make that it's just a division and right. you find out that we have a 3.4% uh, fatality right now, which also means, by the way, and by, but it's probably way less than 1%. But even if it was 3%, that means that 97% of people who get this virus will survive it. Mm -hmm. So this is not a, you know, you don't, it's not a death sentence if you get yeah, this. It's not the zombie virus. It's not the zombie virus. Mm -hmm. No. Cool. No. Notice he didn't say there is no zombie virus. <laughs> what, when I say that, you're supposed to say, no, <laughs> you're supposed to deny. <laughs> I, I thought you knew there was a zombie virus. <laughs> of all people, you would know that, but, but apparently not. All right, we're going to pick up more on this when we come back to a, re a special edition of Star Talk Cosmic Queries. Disaster preparedness virus. This podcast is supported by FedEx. Dear small and medium businesses, no one wants happy customers more than you do. So you need a business partner just like you, like FedEx who understands your passion for serving your customers because they have the same commitment towards you. That's why FedEx offers you picture proof of delivery, 
packageless and paperless returns, as well as weekend home delivery to 98% of the US on Saturday and 50% on Sunday. See the FedEx service guide for delivery information. What's more, FedEx ground is faster to more locations than UPS ground. Trust FedEx for timely deliveries. See what FedEx can do for your business. Absolutely, positively FedEx. Whether you're a family vacation traveler, business tripper, or long weekend adventurer, Choice Hotels has a stay for any you. And that's good, because there are a lot of me's. Choice Hotels has over 7,400 locations and 22 brands, including Comfort Hotels, Radisson Hotels, and Cambria Hotels. Get the best value for your money when you book with Choice Hotels. Cambria Hotels feature locally inspired hotel bars with specialty cocktails and downtown locations in the center of it all. Hey, that's me. Radisson Hotels have flexible workspaces to get the most of your business travel and on-site restaurants. That's me, too. And at Comfort Hotels, you'll enjoy free hot breakfast with fresh waffles, great pools for the entire family, and spacious rooms. Hey, that's me, too. I guess I'm just going to have to stay at all of them. Choice Hotels has a stay for any you. Book direct at choicehotels.com, where travel comes true. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. Hey, I'm Roy Hill Percival. And I support StarTalk on Patreon. Bringing the universe down to Earth, this is StarTalk with Neil deGrasse Tyson. We're back. StarTalk. Cosmic Queries. Disaster preparedness. There's one person in the universe who's... We're, we're, that's in his job title. Dr. Irwin Redliner, nice. director of the National Center for Disaster Preparedness. Put that on your business card. Yeah, <laughs> People get out of your way right there. Exactly. <laughs> Either that or they're always calling and asking you to help get them prepared. Right. Well, what, what, How did you know that? Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah That's yeah, got to be yeah. annoying. Uh, no, so, so you know, at any given moment, the seasonal flu. Yeah. No one is taking these kinds of precautions, COVID-19 precautions, to not get the seasonal flu. Why? Well, 45% only of people actually get the flu shot every year, which is kind of crazy since we have between 35,000 and 50,000 deaths every single year from the seasonal flu. That's, a thousand, that's, that's 100 a day. I will never understand yeah. it. Okay, never. that's 100 a day. Okay. All right. Yeah. So why isn't all of this outcry that we are now getting with COVID-19 apply to the seasonal flu. Washing yeah. the hands and all those normal things would also protect you. It would certainly From protect you. Flu. You know, and and uh, I, I just, I can't explain. Something about the fact that this is a new thing. Right. It came from uh, China, which is scaring people. It's like some other mysterious thing that came, you know, like the H1N1 and other kind of, and SARS, in fact. H1N1 was swine yeah. flu, right? Swine flu, yes. yeah, exactly. 
so this is a this is actually a mystery why people are so worked up about this, and I think it has to do with the fact that it is new. It's getting a lot of attention. We don't know and quite have, what to do about we, it. Have we been able to track a virus with this level of daily updates before today? Before this level of internet and social media access? Well, it, it's n not really. You know, there's mm -hmm. a lot to, and by the way, there's a lot that We're we don't know about hourly this. Hourly updates. I, it, it, it's crazy. And part of it is that we just don't know a lot of key information. What's the incubation period of mm. COVID-19? Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So we're telling people it's two to 14 days. It's probably three to four weeks, actually, for some people. Mm. Wow. So um, you could be uh, carrying can you, this for can a long time. you carry it and transmit it while you're carrying it? Yes. Even though you don't have symptoms? Exactly. Oh, my God. Now, so it, asymptomatic it, transmission for three to possible. four weeks? It's possible. Okay. It's okay, I'm sorry. You know what? I'm going to calm down. <laughs> oh, yes, the panic fine. has begun. I, know, I like... just wrote him a prescription. He'll, he'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, no. Wait, it... wait, I can settle this. Don't panic. Right. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Neil, Neil, oh, he always knows the right yeah, thing no, no, to Are you say. better now? Oh, I'm so much yeah. better now. Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah so... Um, well, under what conditions does anyone ever tell you, don't, don't panic? panic? Right. Yeah, like, uh, it's all when, day long. It's yeah. when you have it's, to panic. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. No Calm one ever down. walks yeah, into a room and down. says, "Ladies and gentlemen, the building is not on fire. Don't panic." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, it's like calm down. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, now this is, this is really a problem. Now, I, I just want to clarify something. You obviously spread more virus when you're coughing and sneezing. Correct. But still, when you're asymptomatic, you're still able to transmit it, and that's something that people should be aware of. Mm -hmm. Okay, so now, again, compare it to a normal seasonal flu, right. where all these same precautions would prevent that, but we're not undergoing those same precautions for the seasonal flu. Correct. And seasonal flu has a death rate, whatever that is, but it's under one percent, like about a point six. Fine, but if a hundred times more people get a seasonal flu, right. it will kill more people than the COVID nineteen. Right, but to more total people. But the thing is, if the COVID nineteen turns out to be as prevalent as seasonal flu. Mm. With that millions and millions of uh, people getting it, uh, we still may have a slightly higher death rate. So it's still okay. a serious issue. Right. And by the way, once we get a vaccine for this, say, which yeah. is a, a year to a year and a half from now. Why, why, you know, I want it tomorrow. What's, what's, what's with, these are your people. Why, why does it take that long to make a vaccine? There is a delay. You know, the thing is, when did we get started? Because it does take at least a year to a year and a half to make a vaccine because you have to figure out the right combination, understand the DNA of the virus. You have to make it. You have to do animal trials. You have to then do uh, expanded uh, human trials. Then you have to manufacture and distribute it. However, okay. so we the got total started, overhead yeah, the, the, adds up. Yeah, it okay. does. And if you add to that two or three months of inexplicable delays and screw-ups, if you if I can use that mm -hmm, on mm -hmm. this podcast, uh, by the federal government, you have a really, really bad situation. Did you just worry whether you can say the word screw-up? I did. You know, we got to take him to the hood. <laughs> take, I appreciate it. I'm ready it, to go. I had to control myself, but okay. I, yeah, I, yeah. I said I'm ready to go. That's awesome. But uh, yeah, so... Um, yeah, and I, I just, we've never seen the CDC this dysfunctional. Mm -hmm. For one thing, they've been underfunded. Right. So now, with that in mind, let, let's just talk about, because there is, you know, mixed messaging happening at the highest levels of government. What can we do knowing that a vaccine yeah. is like a year away? Yeah. What can we do without, as Neil told me, without panicking? Well, what we can do is, first of all, we can actually 
use the old tried and true. Contact your representatives and your, uh, you know, people in Congress, and uh, tell them we want everything accelerated. We want enough money appropriated to mm-hmm. to deal with this. Uh, we want staff rehired at the CDC. That's not uh, going to stop you from getting the disease. No, that's no, if gonna... you, is, I didn't. I misunderstood. No, that's fine too. I mean, oh, yeah. oh you mean what can you so, do after he just told us the story about how dysfunctional it was? Right. That, so that's what. Well, no, I meant what can we do to not get the disease? But <laughs> right. I was liking this answer as well. Oh, okay, okay, fine. <laughs> so uh, and then and then basically the thing is while we're waiting for the vaccine, we're doing the things that Neil mentioned before. We're a lot of frequent obsessive hand washing. We're using a. Uh, hand sanitizers, if you can even get it now, which you can for about five hundred dollars a little for a little bottle on yeah, Amazon. Yeah, saw that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a, Your it's, price gouging. Yeah. Oh wow! Uh, you noticed? Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. So no, that's really un- unfortunate. But uh, you take care of yourself. You make sure that if you're sick, mm-hmm. if you got respiratory symptoms, please don't go in public. Stay home. We want businesses to really gear up including this one, for example, to be able to work remotely as much as possible if things really uh, go to hell and we have mm-hmm. lots of spread. Fortunately, we, remote working is is more real than ever in the history of the world. Absolutely. Right, right. Yeah. For, for more people, not everyone, okay? Right. You can't flip hamburgers remotely, but for a lot of other jobs, you can. You can, yeah. exactly mm-hmm. right. And so people should be right now assessing their abilities to do that and making sure their staff know what to do and that they've got all the equipment they need to do this kind of remote working and teleconferencing and so on. And you so, do this until when? Until, I don't know when, actually, I'm sorry to say, because uh, we don't know how long this is going to last. The director of the National Center for <laughs> yeah. Disaster Preparedness, no, but, and I say, what, what, how long do we do this? I don't know! <laughs> But don't panic. Well, how about this? When is the asteroid hitting us? Well, I don't okay. know that. Either. I don't know. Right. You know oh, that. Touche. Touche. It's going to say that's a snappy comeback. Yeah, that's yeah, a snappy comeback. Well, there you go. Comeback, I'm not snappy. Mm. I don't know. But, um, um, but it's, is there a point where, this is not an unrealistic scenario. Let me imagine yeah. that everyone does get the message. You don't go out if you have a little respiratory thing. If you're sneezy, you stay in. You wash your hands all the time. You clean surfaces. Is it possible that the COVID will just lightly wash over the country and then exit, and then we come out with a minimal uh, damage? Is that possible? Uh, it's not out of the question. And given the fact, this is the whole problem with these quote-unquote novel uh, or new uh, viruses, that we, we so much we don't know about their behavior, what might happen, you could postulate almost any uh, trajectory. Scenario. Here. Yeah. And, uh, you know... It, it's possible that it'll fade away. I don't know why it would particularly. Uh, could it, it just become endemic? It could become endemic. Slowly, just always Most passing passive. around? Right. And it could become seasonal, <clears throat> like a regular seasonal flu, in which case we'd incorporate the new vaccine for this into the regular you know, flu oh, vaccines yeah. you get every day. So then, oh, yeah. then it becomes uh, not really an issue. And the second thing is that we might actually develop an antiviral medication that's specific for this. And... That would be good, too. Mm-hmm. But right now, we don't really have those things, so we're trying to really do all the containment we possibly can. Would you say that the public has been overreacting based on everything you've seen? Well, the it, it's hard Empty to... Empty shelves in the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, this panic buying stuff is not a good idea. And plus, the general... Um, Hope is that people will get ready for disasters anyway. They'll have a certain amount of food and water at all mm-hmm. times in case some other kind of thing happens. And, and uh, of course, that, that hasn't really happened. No, there's been no penetration of that message particularly either. But maybe we'll, this will kind of stimulate people to do that. Uh, but we don't want to go crazy. But I'll tell you, there's a couple of key things that people uh, need to be reminded about when they're stocking up in case they have to be self-quarantined. One is, if you have a pet, 
what's going to happen. You're going to be able to walk the dog. You have you have cat litter. Do you have all the stuff you need for the pet? Secondly, your baby, baby. Uh, if it's if you have a very young baby who's being breastfed, that's fine. An older child who's on either formula or needs other food or baby food, make sure you have that. Mm-hmm. Make sure you well, have diapers and all that mm-hmm. all that mm-hmm. stuff. And supplies, th- normal supplies. supplies. But yeah. the third thing, which is maybe most important, is that if you have a chronic illness. And you're depending on daily meds to, for life, you know, like you have diabetes or serious heart disease. Make sure that you have enough stock of those medications to see you through whatever period of quarantine that, mm-hmm. that we're getting ready for. Mm. Uh, that's the thing where the supply chain, by the way, can be most uh, uh, problematic because if we can't get the stuff and you can't go to the drugstore. The transportation grid. Right. right. E- everything, everything is problematic mm-hmm. about it. I'd rather have you have it in your medicine chest you know, on a shelf someplace so that you have it uh, available. The problem is, will the insurance companies well, allow to you to get this uh, ahead of time? Right. And what about all the uninsured people in general, by the way, even getting a test is a problem. That's a whole other, and another, have, whole you know, another. 12, 12 million undocumented people mm-hmm. who are really fearful, legitimately so, of even going to a doctor or a hospital because they might get deported mm-hmm. that afternoon. Hmm. So... We have all sorts of social economic problems that really keep us from being optimally prepared. That said, the majority of people need to do the kind of things we we're just talking about. Why don't, why don't we do what we did when I was a kid, where when we were kids, we're we're about the same age, where you know someone has the mumps, everyone brings their kids in to get the mumps, and then we're all immunized by our own or chicken pox or the chicken pox the, yeah, yeah, so yeah. maybe not the mumps COVID yeah. party at my house. Yeah, so no, <laughs> <laughs> I'm asking. So so there. It, there are some people who had only mild symptoms, and presumably when those symptoms yeah. go away, they have an immunity. Well, that was the presumption. Mm-hmm. Oh. But here's the problem. As this virus mutates, uh, you may have been uh, you know, resistant to getting it again today, but if it mutates enough so it, it, it doesn't really evoke the same immune response in your body. So your antibodies were ready for what it used to look like yeah, if it yesterday changed, if, and not what it looks if. like tomorrow. So Correct. it does like a Tom Cruise Mission Impossible reveal. It was me, the coronavirus all along. Ha <laughs> 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 I fooled you. Immune system. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. okay. So yeah, so the worst case is it's um, it's endemic it's seasonal, you get it, but you guys figure out a vaccine and we just and live with antiviral and we just live with it. Yeah. Which or, is really what we're doing with seasonal flu. Well, when we come back, we're finally going to get to questions that we've solicited from our fan base on disaster preparedness and the COVID 19 virus from Star Talk Returns. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because, If I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. 
Hey, we'd like to offer a Patreon shout-out to the following Patreon patrons. That's John Mack and Ivan Perez. Guys, thanks so much for helping us put Star Talk on the air. We couldn't do it without you. And for those of you listening who would like your very own Patreon shout-out, go to patreon.com slash Radio and support us. We're back. Star Talk. Cosmic Queries. Yes. We're talking about disaster preparedness and viruses, in particular the COVID-19 virus. I've got Dr. Erwin Redliner. He's actually an old friend, Chuck. I don't know if you knew that. I did not. He goes way back. I know and, him now. You know, true. there's a friend we had in common by the name of Carl Sagan. Oh, wow. Yeah. 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 He worked with Carl on some humanitarian projects. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. In fact, he was on the board of the Children's Health Fund, my foundation. Yeah, excellent, excellent. Yeah. So it's good to hear that. And you've been—he's he's just a good guy the whole the whole time. That's what do we cool. have to show for that? <laughs> 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 so, Chuck, uh, let's get some questions out here for, from a uh, Patreon members. All right. Let's start with them. Go for it. This is uh, Morgan Gillum from Patreon, of course. Uh, do we really need to be so worried about this virus uh, that's killing less people than the common flu? It seems it's just hype by the media. So two things kind of baked yeah. into that yeah. question How much there. of this is clickbait? Yeah. Because if I saw a news story that said, outbreak in a new place, I'm clicking on it. Right. So how much of it yeah. is just, yeah. uh, uh, not, I don't want to call it dishonest reporting, but just sensationalist reporting. Yeah, sort of over-the-top over reporting. The top, and, over the top, you know, yeah. uh, it's, it's, really, it's gotten so muddled now in terms of this that it's really it's hard to know. I, I would say that we need to be cautious. We need to make sure that the systems are being developed to allow us to prevent and treat this thing. Uh, and when there's serious outbreaks, we need to pay attention because we actually don't want to get this. Even though the fatality rate may not be you know, great, it is a new virus that we can't really treat. And so you, you want to do what, what is appropriate without, without panicking, as we were talking about before. So you want to stock up in case somebody says you got to be quarantined. And by the way, that's no joke. If you're right. told to quarantine, there's actually police authority right. uh, to enforce that. So you want to be able to do that comfortably. Um, but, you you know, you, we're going to take this uh, it's sort of every day, every one day at a time here. But uh, the fact is that paying attention to this is not inappropriate. Going over the top and panicking uh, is not appropriate. How about domestic travel? So domestic travel. I came back from Denver a few days ago with my uh, wife and one of my granddaughters, and uh, one row ahead of me on the other side of the aisle was uh, two guys who were wearing face masks, which got my attention. And one of them starts coughing like crazy and sneezing, lifts up his face mask to blow his nose, <laughs> blows his nose in a tissue, puts it in the seat pocket in front of him. <laughs> I... <laughs> By the way, I I get up and I go to this, the purser. Did you eject him from the emergency exit? <laughs> I said, excuse me, sir, but these guys, you know, uh, and he said, listen, there's nothing we can do about it. I said, are they screened? The guys are walking on the airplane with face masks. Do we check their temperature? Do we get a, you know, were they just coming back from Wuhan and now going from, uh, for some reason, from Denver to New York with us? Uh, so we can't ask them. We don't know anything, blah, blah, blah. So what we're dealing with, mm. uh, but anyway, the, the question comes up t to me 10 times a day from friends, relatives, families, sure. colleagues. So um, I personally- for having the title you do. Exactly. Yeah. I personally would go to most places. Would I go to Seattle? 
make a phone call. Instead. Even though there's only a few hundred cases and there's millions just, of people? I'm just trying to be honest about human reactions. You know, it's like they closed the Louvre in, in, uh, in Paris. Right. But that was because the union workers and everything didn't want a thing open. Not, they're not really having a big outbreak there. My deputy, my friend... I'm just friend, looking at the numbers. I'm a numbers guy. And yeah. I look at the numbers. And I look at the... We have 330 mil yeah. million people in the country. And all this reaction is to a few hundred cases. Correct. And that is over the top. So I would okay. basically go anywhere in the country. I'm just telling you, I'd be a little hesitant to go to Seattle. But... But uh, I, you know, I wouldn't go to Milan, Italy. Mm -hmm. uh, I would go to Paris. <laughs> I would go to Madrid. I wouldn't go to. Uh, you wouldn't go to you know, South Korea. And I, well, Wuhan. We do have reservations, so I, I'm going to have to have to go. No, I wouldn't go to Wuhan. Of course, mm -hmm. <laughs> I wouldn't go to China. Period. And uh -huh. I think travel restrictions from China are appropriate right now. Okay. 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 All, right. All right. Next question. Go. Okay. Here we go. Um, uh, this is uh, David Hemsath, and he says. I don't expect the following to be read on the upcoming show. It's too long, and there's no question in it. And I just wanted to say, David, you're right. <laughs> so um, our next question. Oh, that was cold. That was harsh. Oh, oil. man. Wow. Damn. And he read the guy's name. I did the name. Hey. Just what, called him out. What, okay. what can we say? Uh, this is Matt Harefield who says, according to Dr. Redliner, what is the most important aspect of disaster preparedness when it comes to virus outbreaks? And what is the U.S. currently the best or worst at effecting? Ooh. Well, good questions. And so first of all, let's just start with this. In general, it is always a good idea to be attentive to appropriate uh, sanitation, san I mean, sanitary uh, uh, habits, you know, hand washing frequently, um, cleaning off surfaces on places like airplane trays and things like How that. How long does a virus last on a surface? A few hours, we think. Okay. okay. Now, are there some surfaces where it lasts longer than others? Yes. Uh, if it's a very porous surface, less so than on a hard surface, right. but that's variable. But whatever it is, you get on an airplane, I would use some sort of Clorox-infused uh, uh, wipe, and i clean off the trays, i clean off the TV screen, i clean off the armrest. Because these are typically touchscreens. Right. Touch yeah, yeah, so yeah. you don't want to try not to put your hand in the pocket and seat front <laughs> of you. <laughs> pocket With in front a snot rag. You, you yeah. might find <laughs> a, very, a very unfortunate surprise, but yeah, I wouldn't put your hand in there. And but, a quick thing, uh, we have a generation where the gentleman always had a cloth handkerchief in their pocket and would offer it to other people Ew. to blow their nose. So this nasty. Was, isn't that yeah. completely nasty? Yeah, I would try not to do that. Thank you. No, no, you look no. at old movies. Oh, they yeah. would hand the, the kerchief. <laughs> yeah, you know? no, I wouldn't do that. Yeah, mm -hmm. but um, so the second part of the tummy chunk again. What he okay. said? What are we best at doing in terms of this country? So what what should we do? And in China, they have drive through. Uh, uh, South Korea. Uh, oh, sorry, South Korea. They have drive through testing. Yes. And how about us? Well, let me put it this way. South Korea has done over 100,000 tests, so, tests so far. So that's good statistics. That's good the statistics. denominator. Yeah, that's the denominator. In the U.S., we've done about 1,200 total since this thing began. Wow. So let's start with what we're not very good at, it seems. And I was, I'm surprised by this myself, which is we're not very good, apparently, at developing the technologies to, to start paying attention early enough. We completely missed the boat on this. I'm surprised because this in some ways transcends whoever's in political power at the White House. This is, this is something that through all administrations we depended upon really world-class experts in the CDC and NIH and so on. Certain uh, things should happening. at all times transcend politics. 
Probably most things should. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, would that be fair to say? Yeah. Uh, okay. I was yeah. just trying to, you know, yeah, I know you are. Yeah. the yeah. comment. Yeah. But yeah. all right, all right, fine, yeah. go. But anyway, so here we are at a time now we were really, we're hoping for way, way, especially professionals in my field, public health in general, uh, we expected much, much more from the NIH and the CDC and uh, that, those, those parts of the permanent Is that incompetence or is that low budget? I, or both? We, it's, I don't think it's incompetent, certainly not at the high levels. Mm -hmm. But we may have kind of strangled the ability for the organizations to function as they usually do by, by you know, by dropping uh, staff or whatever. But, uh, but so I'm, what do we do best then? Give me some hope here. You know, I was struggling oh, I just for that. the last well, time I'm inviting uh, you on the show. <laughs> okay. All right, fine, fine, fine. Well, the show itself is a source of hope, isn't it? Oh, there nice. you go. Oh, Think about oh, that. Oh, yeah, that was a good comeback. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, I guess what do we do best in terms of this this kind yeah, of viral yeah, thing? Yeah. yeah, I guess we're pretty good at communications until we get to be over the top, which mm -hmm. is we're we're on the verge of right now. Mm -hmm. uh, on the other hand, we don't know where where the top is. Yeah, we don't know that. Is world the top, top where the number the cases stabilize or they drop? What is the top? Do you, will you know the top the when top, you're there? Yeah, well, the top is when we start seeing spread and we start seeing a serious, uh, persistent diminishing of the number of cases. That's right. It, okay. But so this morning, right. hours ago, uh, as of this very date, uh, Dr. Tedros, the head of the World uh, the Health, Health Organization, Organization, said that, listen, no more games here. We got a really serious problem, and we got to take this uh, as something that is going to get worse before it gets better. Okay. Uh, it's not clear what we're supposed to do with that message, but that was it. Okay. All right, so Keep listen, going, this is uh, Anthony Taylor, and he says, and I read this for a specific reason that I'll attach to the end. How big or small is a virus compared to an atom or a molecule? With that, the reason why I asked this question, what is the efficacy of wearing a mask when it comes to staving off the transmission of the virus, whether you're transmitting it or receiving it? Right. So viruses are very, very tiny. Okay. And they are much smaller uh, than, say, bacteria. Okay. Uh, Neil could probably tell you more about the... In fact, we have an exhibit here yeah. in the whole of the universe okay. yeah. that has a physical model of a, of a, 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 a red blood cell. Yeah. Um, and then on the next scale, you see the size of a virus, which is like... Mi it's minuscule. Minuscule. You can barely see it. Compared to a red blood cell. Cor correct, correct. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. So masks... This has been, of course, controversial, and there's been a rush on masks. You can't even buy one now. But there's two basic kind of masks. Masks. One is called the surgical mask. It is more porous than the other mask, which is what's called a respirator mask or an N95. N95s are worn by uh, people that are dealing with a lot of high-risk patients. They have to be changed every four to six hours, actually. Okay. And uh, they are... They will stop a much smaller uh, particle getting through, but they're also very hard to breathe through. You right. you you would have a lot of trouble wearing one of those all day. Just to long. be clear, an actual virus can fit through any mask. Yeah, we're talking about a virus that's part of a particle, right? A a, 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 a vapor particle. It would have to atta have attach uh, attached itself to something else. A droplet, a yeah. water droplet, water droplet. Right. It stops the water droplet. Right. And with the virus in it, right? Okay. okay. But but Neil's point is very important because if if the virus became really aerosolized Airborne. on its own, it could get through any mask. Any mask, yeah. right? So, um, but so people you're still kind of going back to the hygienic techniques 
that you talked about right. for making sure, for being preventative, for taking preventative measures. Exactly. You're still getting right back to that, even with the mask and all that. It yeah. really comes down to the uh, obsessive hand washing and, you know, personal space and all these you other really things. Don't shake hands with don't people. Don't shake you hands, do the, you touching the elbow surfaces. bumps and all that stuff. That's that's exactly right. Gotcha. And, uh, but, you know, you see people... That's why black people never used to get sick because we always did the fist that's bump. That's right, fist bump. And elbow, elbow bumps, bumps. And right. bro hug. That's right. Right, see? That's right. That's why. Yeah. That's why he's a known social commentator. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. So, so, so yeah. Uh, <laughs> we, we should probably go deeper here, but I want to say something about go the, ahead, the mask. please go ahead. It is useless to walk around the street in a mask unless you have yourself respiratory symptoms. So, in other words, and then you—it's it, not it, to prevent you from getting it; it's to prevent other people from getting it from you. That's exactly right. right. Okay, that's a that's a that's an important point. So, don't wear a mask walking around the streets of New York or anywhere else, um, and uh, don't even bother trying to deal with an N95 mask. And then, if, and you, if you have on a mask and you want to sneeze, don't remove the mask and sneeze. sneeze. <laughs> 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 Oh, thank you very much, sir. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Neil deGrasse Tyson, MD. That is my oh, advice. Oh, man, that's hilarious. Uh, so oh. so I'll give you some hope before we wrap this up. Yeah, so the hope is that we've now gotten our act together. Uh, I think the message is out. The message is out. We need to kind of depend on our true experts to tell us what to do. And we need to, you know, pay attention to what's developing. We can hope that, in fact, it will level out and we won't have a major uh, global uh, problem. And it'll end up having a fatality rate as low or lower than the seasonal flu. It'll become part of the regular flu vaccines that we get every year, and then we'll go about our business. But um, there is definitely hope. It's just that it's a new thing, and people are, you know, obviously distressed about it. And it's a big news story. But, uh, you know, focus on the primaries. I think that's better. Okay, <laughs> election primary. Go. Yeah. So uh, to summarize some of what you said, but put a, an extra little sure. twist on it, um, there was a day when we would elect politicians who were our leaders and if there was some kind of outbreak or some kind of disaster you would say i wonder what my leader says and i will do what the leader tells me but we're at a time now where trust of politicians is not what it used to be and so but we do have access to institutions and expertise yeah. through the internet mm -hmm. <clears throat> and so the politician no longer needs to be the conduit between us and the scientific results and by the way, a good leader, a good political leader, can find that balance between complacency and panic and mm -hmm. say truth and speak about, uh, with transparency about what we know. Here's what we know. We don't think you should panic. Here's what we need to know, and mm -hmm. we're looking for it. But in the meantime, do what's precautionary, what's appropriate. Right. And, and, but, you know, some leaders have, do that naturally. And we can tell that, and we elect them. All right, I think we got to end it there. Erwin, yeah. um, uh, thanks for coming. I haven't sure. seen you in, in years. Don't be can a stranger. Can we fix that? Oh, no, no. Yeah, like, no, we'll, yeah. we'll find another excuse to get you back on this show. Sure. Maybe for an update in a few months. Sure. Just to see. Um, Anytime. If, if, we, if it gets worse, we'll want more of you, but so will everyone else. 
And yeah. if it gets worse, we'll do it via Skype. <laughs> yeah, just don't come over to my house. That's all. <laughs> yeah. All right, Dr. Erwin Redliner, the director of the National Center for Disaster Preparedness, Columbia University. You're also with the medical school, is that correct? Yeah. That's a double uh, title there. Yeah. Excellent. And Chuck, always good to have you here. Always a pleasure. I'm going to fist bump that. No shaking hands. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Thank you. All right. No COVID-19 there. Yeah. You've been watching, possibly listening to Star Talk, Cosmic Queries, Disaster Preparedness Edition. I'm Neil deGrasse Tyson, as always, bidding you to keep looking up. If a friend asks how you're doing, and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because, If I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel.